It's that new year feeling. You're probably feeling all motivated and ready to achieve your goals, make change and drive towards that ambitious thing that you want for yourself in 2023. This feeling is powerful. It sets us in course and creates so much momentum for the year ahead. But unfortunately, it doesn't last that long after January. And that's why, fun fact, they have this day called World Quitters Day, which is somewhere between mid to end January, where you find all the people who have set their goals at the start of January have already given up by then. So today's conversation is structured in a way so that you don't fall foul to World Quitters Day. And what we're going to dive into is getting to the core of what you want this year, finding your direction on how you're actually going to get there. Talk about the value standards and habits that you need to achieve that goal. Of course, we're going to also chat about life balance so that whatever direction we're moving in is sustainable for the longevity of our health and also prioritizes the areas of our lives in a way that actually makes us more productive in each of the things we want rather than suppress a particular area over another. And lastly, I'm going to introduce you guys to something I've utilized to set myself up for this year, which is called a manifesto. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Balance Theory podcast. I'm your host, Erica, and I'm so excited to be diving into today's conversation because it is all around goal setting, which some of you may have already set up for the year ahead, which if that's the case, you're going to get a lot of tips and maybe just some mindset shifts today to help you really refine what you've already done. And if you haven't set your goals for the year, then we're going to do it together. I'm going to handhold you through this. And at the end, I hope you walk out with some goals that are not only really reflective of what you want, but are structured in a way that don't make you compromise between the areas of your life. So if 2022 was one of those years where you just felt you never had time for yourself, for your self-care, or maybe you just never had enough time with your friendships or your partner or your family, or maybe you really wanted to start that hobby and you never got around to it. I'm here to tell you that those areas do not need to be compromised if you're clear on your priorities. So make sure you stick around for the section on balance, which is step number four, because it's very important once we're clear on our why and our direction that we structure these things in a way that don't take us out of what we actually need to feel grounded on an ongoing basis. And that's the secret source of how we can maintain a healthy lifestyle whilst having a busy lifestyle whilst having all these goals and ambitions. So I'm really excited to get you kickstarted for 2023. And without further ado, I'm just going to dive straight in. So the first step is really all about understanding what it is that you want. So for those of you who listened to last week's episode, which I would strongly advise you go and do, we spoke about five mindset shifts that are required for success in 2023. And one of those points was focused around dreams. So when I say dreams, I'm talking about your deepest desires, the things you want without self-judgment, without worrying about what society would expect from you or what you think is within your realm of accessibility. When we dream, it goes beyond all of these things. And the beautiful thing is when we give ourselves permission to do so, we can really get to the core and uncover what it is that we actually want. And to be totally transparent, these desires often scare us a bit. They're so often beyond what our current reality is. And we sometimes have those moments where it's like, I don't actually know if I could ever achieve that. 
But the point here is to uncover what it is that you actually deeply desire. So I'm going to share mine with you. And I mean, feel free to pause this and jot down your own, but just to help us workshop and understand how this works together. So two of my dreams that came out of me doing this exercise for 2023 was one to be fluent in Spanish and two to have a top 50 global podcast. Now I do speak Italian fluently, but I've never tried Spanish. The podcast is not yet a top 50 global podcast, but that's something I would really love. Now, if I had listened to my self-judgment, which sounded along the lines of you'll never be able to understand Spanish because it's a lot easier to learn a language when you're a kid and you don't really speak it every day. So it's going to be too hard or that I'm not in the top 50. I haven't been in the top 50. So what makes me think I'd get in the top 50 or potentially even listening to external people's opinions that may contradict with these dreams, I never would have gotten to the core to uncover what those were. So what I'm trying to say to you is when you are writing your dreams, be unfiltered, let your heart run and just speak from its truest desire. So once we have these dreams, we can pull out goals that feel a little bit more aligned for us. So for example, to be fluent in Spanish means to start to learn a new language. So we take that massive dream, which feels a little bit daunting and can have self-doubt stand in the way to something a little bit more workable. Like I want to start to learn a new language. That's a goal I have for 2023. And then with the podcast, I can reflect on the percentage of growth I've had in the last few years. I can do some research on what top podcasts are getting in terms of downloads and then work out a time frame for what's reasonable for me to get there. Just because we're not going to achieve something tomorrow or have already achieved it yesterday doesn't mean it can't happen in two, three, four, five years. The point of goals is the time in between achievements. And just because I can't achieve that this year, I mean, I absolutely might and I'm not taking that away from myself doesn't mean I can't still work towards it. So it can still be a goal of mine and I can still have parts of the goal that are relevant for this year. But if I listen to, well, there's no way you'd be a top 50 podcast globally this year, I wouldn't even start taking steps towards getting there. So let yourself dream and then you can pull down and work out what the actual workable goals are. Pause this if you want to do this as you go. So you have a little bit more of a workable format or if you're taking notes that completes step one. Step two is about finding your direction. So we've got our dream converted into a goal, but now we need to work out how the hell we're going to get there. One thing I want to talk about really quickly. Now, it's not something I've personally shared a lot on the podcast, but it's something a lot of guests have spoken about. And to be honest, it is something I use from time to time. And that is manifesting. So for me, manifesting is kind of like daydreaming. It's really just letting yourself think about what it is you actually want, energetically connect to it which from energy speaking terms brings it closer to reality every single day. But I do want to share something which I read, which was really, really profound. And it spoke about how when we manifest something, so I did, I did chat a little bit about this last week. So say you want to manifest a healthier lifestyle or you want to manifest more money by virtue of you expressing that desire, that dream, that goal, you're also expressing a lack thereof. So by wanting more money, you're almost saying that you have a lack of it at the moment, or you don't have what you're desiring at the moment. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with this because that desire actually gives us our starting point. As we just realized by unpacking our dream, we get to the goal, which tells us what we actually want. And that is absolutely necessary. I think the problem is, and if you're someone listening who's tried manifesting and feels like it quote, doesn't work, you may fall in the camp of people who just express this desire 
which as I've just explained is also at the same time an expression of lack, then what you might find is no movement, nothing positively pushing you towards your goal because what you need to back up that desire to make the manifestation whole is an intention. So an intention is what we do to materialize that dream or that goal. And I will say we we can't have direction or that, that intention if we don't have the desire in the first place. So it's absolutely necessary. We just can't stop there. So for me to work out our intention and our direction is twofold. The first thing is to really understand our why. So we understand why we are taking certain action steps, because of course, when we start doing things, it can feel really hard. It can be like you're forcing yourself to do it, to really kickstart it as a habit. So if we have our why front and center, it really helps that commitment, especially in that initial phase where it feels like there may be a bit of friction. And the second part is working out what our standards, our values, and our habits are going to look like. So let's just start with the why. I want to offer you a very simple exercise, and that is the why times five. It was an exercise I pulled from my conversation with Lucy Dunn, which was one of our guest interviews at the very end of 2022. And basically what it asks you to do is to write down your goal. So let's go with me wanting to have a top 50 podcast. And what we're going to do is ask ourselves why up to five times. I say up to because sometimes you might get to the real why a lot faster, but we want to try and keep questioning ourselves so we get to the root cause of why we actually want to do that thing. So why do I want to have a top 50 podcast? Because I want to reach as many people as possible with my message about balance. And then I ask myself that again. Well, why is that important to me? Why do I want to reach all those people and help them? The answer to that is because helping other people fulfills me. Okay, then we ask ourselves why again? Why does helping other people fulfill me? My answer to that is because I want to live a life that is fulfilling. I want to feel fulfilled. And that's the bottom line. In doing this, you may get a little bit shocked as well. Some of your goals may be misplaced. So if you can't get to a nice, rooted, strong why, you may find that the driver behind your goal is something that is inauthentic or misaligned with you. So you have two options here. You can either decide that that goal maybe isn't best for you. Maybe you thought it was something you want because somebody else has told you that, because society has framed it in a certain way, because you think it's the responsible thing to do. So you may actually find drilling down to the why very difficult. So you can either decide maybe this goal isn't for me and get rid of it entirely, Or you can reground your why and start thinking about what is a genuine driver that connects me and grounds me to this goal. And that may actually shift the trajectory of you achieving it a lot faster than what you think. So this exercise is so important for helping us navigate that direction in the first instance. The second part of this is our how. How are we actually going to put that intention and that direction into practice? So how we're going to get somewhere is often interpreted as the steps, right? We go from macro goals to micro goals, you know, weekly goals, daily goals, monthly goals, whatever it is. And these are all very, very important. And it's something you can do in your own time, breaking down the goal into actionable steps. And it is something I spoke to you guys heavily about in last year's episode about how to set up your goals for the year. But this year, I really want to spend time on getting you to think about how you're spending your time to get there. Not necessarily the direct steps, but the overall aura, attitude and energy you're bringing to your goal, which I think is more important than having the steps. I mean, you could have a well mapped out plan, but at the end of the day, if you have habits that conflict with 
you actually doing 10 minutes of Spanish every day or thinking that you can do 10 minutes of Spanish every day, that's going to trump your well-structured plan. So I almost think this is a step before breaking down and doing you know, the, the monthly, weekly and daily goals. But I do want to say that I think that's a necessary part that you do need to complete after the fact. So to make this very simple, I want to offer you four reflections. Now, this is totally up to you. You can write them down and just ponder on them. You can just think about them. Or if you're a journaler or you like writing in your notes, you can journal them out. Take these however you want. But I think they're really useful to think about how you're going to get from where you are now with your why, with your clear desire to that end goal. The first one is, what are you going to permit or allow? So this question can obviously be taken in so many different ways. What are you going to allow mentally? How are you going to allow yourself to speak to yourself? What are you going to allow to help you make decisions? What are you going to permit in terms of the way you respond to things? This is very, very open-ended. And I want you to take this one very abstractly and apply it however you feel is relevant to the goal that you're deciding to focus on. But think about the person you're going to be when you achieve that goal. What type of things will they permit or allow in their life? You might need to think about the things you're not going to allow or permit to kind of have a point of difference or to restructure and think about then what you are going to allow. But for me, this comes down to internally the way I treat myself, how I'm going to permit others to treat me and how I'm going to permit my time and energy to be spent. So something very, very important to think about. And when we speak about boundaries, this is where they come from. It's from you actually deciding what are you going to permit or allow and make it really specific to that goal so that, you know, if you're going to say no to things, you have that strong rooted why to back that up and feel confident saying no. Half the time, that's the problem. We don't get defend. We, we don't get confident enough defending our time because we're not connected enough to it. So really spend the time trying to work this one out. The second question is, where do you need to spend your time? So that could be in general or more specific. So if you have a health goal, for example, maybe that means you need to spend time in a gym every day or outdoors or in the kitchen to prep more food. So think about realistically, where do you need to spend more of your time for this goal to come into reality? Third one, very, very important for us all who spend a lot of time on social media, TikTok, Instagram, those kinds of things. What are you going to consume? So if you binge a lot on social media and you find it has a negative impact on you, maybe you can decide from today or from tomorrow not to cut it out completely, although that might be a goal you have, but just to reduce it. Because if you're going to start thinking about what you're going to consume, you need to pull that time from somewhere. I think what we go wrong a lot of the time is we think, okay, I want this new habit, but we don't think, well, there has to be a trade-off with where we're spending our time at the moment. Something else has to give for that habit to have room and space to fit into our schedule. So if you want to make more time for podcasts like ours or reading or engaging with accounts that make you think or that provoke your you know, critical thought, you need to pull that time from somewhere else. So this is kind of going to require you to reflect on where you are spending your time consuming, whether that's Netflix or social media or newspapers. I don't know if anyone still reads those or, you know, wherever you're currently spending time consuming. What do you want to consume and how can you divert the time into doing that? What do you need to consume to achieve your goal? So for me, it could be Spanish TikTok accounts or Spanish Netflix documentaries, Spanish music, things like that, that are going to help me get to my goal faster, as opposed to just doing something else mindlessly 
If I'm going to consume, I may as well make it effective for my goal. Now, one quick caveat, of course, when we're consuming things, there is an entertainment value add in our lives. And I'm not claiming that everything we consume needs to be goal oriented because of course we need those moments where we have our downtime, where we relax, where we just switch off. That has a really important part to play in our balance and in our switch off. But I'm talking, if you want to be really constructive and critical of how you're spending your time to make sure that you're on the course to get you to your goals, I'm sure you can compartmentalize your time spent consuming and work out some time to allocate or shift to divert it to your goals. And the last one comes down to who do you want to spend your time with or who do you need to spend your time Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So maybe you have someone in your life right now that is a little bit of a Debbie Downer that is always trying to pull you down and just brings negativity into your life. And exposing your energy or time to somebody like that may be the complete antithesis to what you need to achieve your goals may not even be that extreme it could just be something more subtle like a someone that you just need to have small talk with I don't know about you guys but small talk drains the hell out of me so just little things like that that you feel are not conducive to bringing out that side of you that you really need we can reflect on that and then also think about who do we want to spend time with so maybe you have some friends that really leading a lifestyle that you admire and you want to spend more time with them, put energy into those relationships. Maybe you have a mentor or a professional, someone in your life you really admire and can turn to for support. Maybe during this process of you achieving your goal or, or becoming the person who achieves it, you need to spend more time with them. So thinking about who you need to spend more time with or even less with is really important when when thinking about our direction and steps on how we're going to get there. So as you can see, these are not necessarily the how in terms of the actual steps you're going to take. This is how you're going to take those steps. This is the boundaries, the blueprint, the parameters you're willing to put in place when it comes to setting those steps so that they are so strong and unbreakable. You don't feel guilty saying no. You can confidently defend them and you can just choose to spend your time the way you want, free from expectation and moving towards your goals in the most efficient way possible. Okay, so we've got our desire that's turned into an actionable goal. We've got our direction, which includes our why and how we're gonna actually take the steps to get there. Of course, you need to break down what those steps are in your own time. But now we're gonna move on to something which is the bread and butter of this podcast, which is how to actually have some life balance thrown in and amongst that. What does that actually mean to you? Because as you all know, and if you're new here, Work-life balance is not something that we live by. That 50-50 split formula, the feel or the need to have all the areas of your life equal just doesn't work for the average person. So working out what your balance actually needs to be for you to achieve these goals, what you're prepared to accept and what you need in each area of your life is critical to make sure you don't run into burnout as you're pushing away trying to achieve these goals. We want to live a life that's sustainable 
but in a way that we don't have to compromise on the things we love. So very briefly, the balance theory says that you have your health, which as I said before, is your physical and mental. You've got your relationships, which are your family, friendships, and love life, if applicable. And then you have your category of fulfillment, which can be your career or business, but it could also be any volunteer work, some hobbies, some side hustles, some studies that you're doing. And the balance theory basically says that you can choose to go all in on any area of your life. So if this year you have a lot of goals in your fulfillment category, you know, you've got big career goals. You also want to start a side hustle. Evidently that area is going to need a lot of attention from you. However, you can't neglect your relationships or your health. They need to be present to some degree where we fall foul and run into burnout is where we neglect any area of our life entirely. So the golden rule is choose and spend your time how you like, but work out what the bare minimum is in each area so that you don't run into burnout. And I'm going to take you through it now quickly. So very simply, the way we get to what our unique balance is, is we look at our priorities And the way I break this up is we have our non-negotiables and our wants. We're going to start with the non-negotiables. So what I want you to do on a paper or mentally, however you want to do this, we're going to have three columns. We're going to have our health in the first column, relationships in the second column, and our category fulfillment in the third column. Your first row across each are going to be your non-negotiables. So I want you to think about across a week for you to feel grounded and balanced What are non-negotiables in your physical and mental health? For me, it's one hour of movement a day and a 10 minute meditation, non-negotiable. It's an hour and 10 minutes every single day. For my relationships, it means, well, I live abroad now. So it means I call my parents and my fiance's parents at least once a week. I voice memo and text my girlfriends quite regularly, but if I was home, it would be at least seeing them one night a week or a portion of the weekend. With my love life, it means that when we sit down for meals, and I mean, this is just a byproduct of where we both are in our lives right now, we live together. So when we sit down for meals, it's no phones and we're fully present with one another. Those are little things I need that are non-negotiables for me to feel fulfilled in my relationships. And the area of fulfillment is going to be very unique to you depending on your career, whether you have a business and what your goals are and look like. But for most of us, it will mean we're working, you know, the standard hours, nine to five each day. And if you have a side hustle or other projects that you're allocating maybe an hour every single day to do those. Now, these are non-negotiables. So don't stretch this into like two, three days of being with the girls. If that's not absolutely essential to your overall well-being and holistic health, we want to just be thinking about the non-negotiables. If you had a crazy week that took all time away from you, These are the main things you would need to feel balanced. Now, this is really important because if you have massive, as I said before, massive goals in the area of your fulfillment, you don't want to feel guilty that you're not doing more with your relationships. You're not doing more with your health, because if you identify this bare minimum, the non-negotiables, and you stick to and make sure that they're prioritized throughout the week, you can go ham on the rest of your time and spend it however you like and go hard on your area of fulfillment, put everything into your side hustle or really push for that promotion in your job. You don't need to feel guilty for that because you've identified what the non-negotiables are in the other areas of your life. That's the first row. The second row are still priorities, but I call these wants. So they're not non-negotiables. We probably could go a couple of weeks without them. But it's just more if we had additional time, we would love for them to be included in our schedule. So for me, this is things like 
a walk every single day on top of a gym session. It's instead of one night with the girls, two nights with the girls. It's just basically saying, if I had that additional time, where would I also like to spend more of it? Now, the reason this is so important, and remember, you've obviously got the non-negotiables, which are like, you can't go a week without. You really couldn't not exercise for a whole week, but an extra exercise would be great. The reason this is important is often when things get canceled, um, we have to shift our routine and week around. What we fall into, which is a problem, is the automatic habits or routines or behaviors or thought patterns that we're used to. For example, scrolling, binge watching Netflix, ordering takeaway, just kind of doing the easiest thing that may not necessarily be what we actually need for our sense of balance. So by taking the time to create this two-tiered level of priorities, our non-negotiables and then our wants, we have a secondary list of things that we can actually turn to to fill our time that we know are going to be conducive to our life balance or our goals because we've thought about them within each area. The other reason this is important is if we're feeling very, very overwhelmed, we can look at our schedule, which may be currently filled with both non-negotiables and wants. And instead of removing an activity that's a non-negotiable, because we have a very clear vision of what our balance needs, we can automatically go to the level of wants those priorities, we can remove them first so that we're not shifting or impacting our actual sense of balance. And that's how we maintain a healthy lifestyle, a sense of overall groundedness as we're moving towards our goals. It's being mindful of what's most important to us and making that the most important thing, not compromising that at any cost. When you have this strong foundation, things like setting boundaries and saying no become that much easier because the clarity is just there. So this is how we achieve balance. This is how you maintain your sense of quote, work-life balance as you're working towards your goals and to avoid burnout. Because if something's not working, you revisit your balance, your sense of balance, your non-negotiables, and you say, okay, well, I really don't feel that grounded or I don't feel myself. So maybe my non-negotiables in my health need to include something a little bit more for my mental health, or maybe I need to focus more on my diet. And this is something you need to fine tune and tweak as the weeks go on. Every time you feel like something's a bit off, it's something you need to revisit and ask, is it still working? Because whilst balance looks different from me to you, even within myself, through different seasons of my life, through different phases, this is going to look completely different. So be flexible with it and be prepared to kind of alter it as life chops and changes. The fifth thing we're going to do in terms of really setting our goals up for success in 2023 is this idea called a manifesto. Now I was introduced to this by a friend I recently met who was telling me a story about how he got out of a very uncomfortable family situation where he grew up and he just knew he was going to leave the country. He wrote himself this basically like a story to himself or a reflection at a certain moment in time looking back. And the way I've kind of used this now, me and my fiance this year actually, we wrote a manifesto, which is kind of like a journal note to self on the 31st of December, 2023, reflecting on everything we'd achieved this year. We wrote it in present tense. We wrote that our current situation. So you and you listening to this podcast now is in the past. Things you're going to achieve in the next two, three, six, 10, 11 months are going to be in the past. And you're writing from a point where you've achieved the things that you've set out for yourself. You're going to include how it makes you feel, how dedicated you were to your life balance and how it really helped you be sustainable in achieving your goals and subject to what your goals and dreams are, how those played out 
and the kind of person you are at the end of the 31st of December 2023. This is a really beautiful practice to connect with your future self and understand what mindset that person is going to be in and how it's going to feel when you achieve all these things. And having identified your desires and your why and your direction and your balance, you can now undertake the exercise of writing your manifesto. I really, really enjoyed writing this one. Um, I found it very therapeutic and a nice way to connect with future me. And it also helped me really materialize a lot of these concepts that we've spoken about today. So guys, these are the five steps I've taken to be a goal getter this year in 2023, as opposed to just a goal setter. We, we want to fall away from just setting and forgetting. We want to move away from falling foul to World Quitters Day this year. And we actually want to see our goals through. Don't forget if you've written a goal down and then after this episode or after undertaking these steps, you feel maybe it's not the most aligned for you. Don't feel afraid to let go of things that you thought you wanted, but you may not, because that will give you space and an opportunity to free up energy for something that's actually better suited for you. Now, you guys know how we get those Spotify updates at the end of every year, like a Spotify wrapped. They actually gave me one for the podcast this year. And one of the most amazing stats, my heart was so warm. It was that the balance theory was in the top 5% of podcasts shared globally, which is, wow, I'm you know blown away by that number and, and so, so grateful. So thank you to everyone who has sent episodes onto their friends and family members. And of course, if this one has struck a chord and you, you can think of somebody who will really benefit from this step-by-step guide as to how to set up their goals, please share it with them. Knowledge is great when we hear it, but it's even better when we share it. That's it from me today, guys. Go and crush your goals. Don't limit yourself. You can achieve all the things you want and there is a sustainable way to do it. You just need to take a little bit of time before kickstarting your momentum towards them to really identify all the things we've spoken about today. I wish you all the success for 2023 and I look forward to seeing you all next week where I'm going to dive into the concept of self-love. It's something we hear all the time. It kind of gets thrown around, but what actually is it and how do we actually apply it? So join us next week and until then, stay balanced. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.